2: Hey Geekscapists, welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. We're here in the Westwood One studios and um, we got another special episode for you guys. I'm Jonathan Lennon, your host, and can I just say how spoiled you people are? Uh, You got Dan Fogler from Fantastic Beasts last week. Earlier this week, you got Dean Devlin, who's basically responsible for your entire childhood with movies like Independence Day and Stargate and uh, the 2000 Godzilla, which if you listen to the episode, he candidly said, that movie was a mistake. I shouldn't have talked Roland into making it. And I, when he said that, trust me, I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't do a gotcha show. I don't do a show where I try and get the guests to say stuff and then later throw it out. That was Dean just talking as a filmmaker, looking at his career, saying that. If you haven't heard that episode, go back in the feed and listen to it. Um, this episode – We're going to talk more pop culture, awesome stuff. We've got the Sklar Brothers, which um, I've seen you guys act, I think, quite a bit. I've seen you guys do the Jim Rome thing. As a sports fan, I know you guys do a lot of uh, sports commentary and have for a long time. And then I was at the Final Draft
0: Awards. Yeah. We hosted <laughs> the final draft awards Oh my <laughs> god. Worry. What a treat that was. Yeah,
2: my my friend Kayla Guess who put it together. I'm sure you guys talked yeah. to her. Yeah. Uh, invited us to the fa- to the final draft award. What a
0: treat that. I mean, you you say yes to these things and we did that for charity. They gave like money to the Young Storytellers program, which is a great charity that we do a lot of work for, teaching kids, like helping them learn how to write in, in schools that maybe are underfunded. But we were like, oh, man, this is a room full of writers. We're writers." Yeah. You know, there's a room full of people that we really respect. Can we bring it? Were, we were very nervous before because we wrote a bunch of material for that specific set. And sure. Tom Lennon and Ben Grant are just like monsters in the were, midway. And, and they, they were there last year. They had yeah, done it last year in the last last five years. years last and they did well.
2: They did They did good. Right. I think you guys both did well in doing your own thing.
0: Totally. Right. We didn't try to do what they did. They you came did. on as character as like, you know, Reno 911 they characters. Did. We came as ourselves, although I came dressed in shorts and a t shirt, uh, to host this event, which was kind of funny. My favorite joke that we did was that we had hosted the, uh, Google Docs Awards just the week before. Very different. <laughs> like we just did it at home and we shared it with a bunch of people and the mom Someone's off. like, I can't edit this. You're like, like you're not supposed it's to edit view only It's mode. view only. Stop modeling. trying to read only. read only. That joke and the other joke that I was really proud of, uh, this was your joke, Randy. I'm going to give you credit for this, Thank was, you. was the woman who, who wrote The um, the Post, which my joke was, I can't believe they made a movie about The New York Post because uh, it's a lot of puns. No, but we, you said, you know, after she accepted her award for her, it was like the New Voice Award. Yeah. And she's nominated for an Academy Award. And it's the New Voice Award. And, and we said afterwards who came up and Randy, look at that. For all you people out all there. All you people out who are sitting out there right now saying to yourself, you know, like... I have a dream to be a screenwriter. You take a look at this woman right here and, and realize that, that you will never, never do as well that. as she is. <laughs> she knocked it out of the park, and that's probably We're the only just saying that temper gonna, your expectations. Tamp it down.
2: She literally stepped up and had an... Uh, Academy Award nominated screenplay. Amazing.
0: She like and the coolest first person. The game. Yeah, she like, a little bit. She, she like she so like was nice. called up from AAA. If you want to make a sports analogy, yeah. and then hit pitch like a, a walk game. off or pitched a perfect home perfect game and had a walk off home run.
2: As a Donovan Mitchell fan, I think that the Jazz win the finals. That's what she
0: did. Donovan Mitchell is when he <laughs> so. turned his ankle the other night, were you like, did you start crying? <laughs> like, oh, I, didn't, I didn't he I, I think is so fun to watch.
2: I settled uh I, I grew up in Austin, so I grew up amongst a lot of Spurs in Houston and Which by the way, I said offense.
0: Austin should have its own w- W-NBA, WNBA team. Sure. Uh, they should be called the Austin Cranes, because there's so much construction oh going God. on over there. And as a team, they should never be good. Be good. They should always just be constantly rebuilding.
2: <laughs> I think um yeah, every time I go home it's brand new it's a brand, mm-hmm. it's like a brand new uh, city a skyline but uh i have a lot of rockets fans who are oh, friends yeah. of mine and oh yeah and i just had to settle them with them hey listen jazz aren't gonna win the series that being said if you'd have told me in july when gordon hayward split for mm-hmm. boston or if you'd have told me just in january when the team was 19 and 28 that did be one of the last four teams in the you West, have
0: so much hope with this team moving get forward out of here with it. As, a j- as a jazz fan that's just amazing it's, an, it's they should. The, by the way, they shouldn't sorry. be called the jazz. I mean, when you think about Utah, you don't think about jazz. Like, no, if anything, no. they should be called the like the Utah smooth jazz. Which smooth jazz? White, white another, people jazz. White jazz.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that would also be a sin. I don't know anything about the, the Mormons, but maybe that'd be a sin as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Smooth jazz gets those feelings turning I know, up. And then, you don't want to. Do you it. know what happens
0: there? Unless you have, you're going to marry somebody again, mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And again, somebody else. And again, you going to marry someone, <laughs> someone else. <laughs> so, <laughs> Geekscape is
2: um, the real business. Is that this week uh, the boys have a, a brand new special up on Stars? Uh, I'm putting this up uh, midweek. Uh, it should be up today, Wednesday. If you guys go to Stars, uh, you can watch it. If you're a you, Star d- subscriber, you,
0: there's a new school and old school. Okay. I'm assuming that the Geeks, the Geekscape uh, fan base, likes to do things new school way and stream stuff. You can get. You mean pirate? yeah (laughs) rip it you don't want them to do the new 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 don't want want them to have some old fashioned well so here there are two ways you can see it okay you can stream it on the stars app which I believe if you don't have you can get a 7 day free trial and check it out
2: they cancelled it the second
0: that they said no more uh, Ash and the Evil Dead I know (laughs) the
2: gave us we're like we're out
0: we're out maybe you have have it held over from now and if you (laughs) do have it for that you can stream it it's available right now for streaming but tonight it's going to air on the actual network at 10pm um on the stars network it's called uh, hipster ghosts and that's our new stand-up special but we have we have a handful of things we want to talk to you about
2: yeah beyond that you guys have this uh is it with audible is it in conjunction yes. with audible
0: yeah so audible.com uh, which is fantastic we use it all the time uh we did an audio documentary about standup you know we go around and do probably 15 comedy weeks a year going around to different clubs around the country. Which company. by the way is not many. It doesn't make us road comics but it definitely is more than... Like a road no. dog is someone who goes out like 40, 40. weeks out of the year. Three yeah. of the weekends that's what you do. You go on the road and you hit all these clubs. We you know, are more selective because it's just not as lucrative for us. But- yeah, we always say the best part about being a comedy team is that we get to share the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible thing. But uh, the, the idea is that we love going into towns and We set ourselves a challenge. Plane lands on Thursday. Can we write 10 minutes of material about this town that we're in right now? By Saturday night. By Saturday night and work it through the weekend and work then, try and write new material that connects with the local people about what we're experiencing in their city it's good because it forces us to get out of the hotel room and experience the city mm-hmm. people know if you've been to these places if you're speaking very specifically about it and can tap into what's going on usually every city's got a blind spot it's fun, I mean I love every city has a blind spot about who they are every city has a personality quirk that you can tap into every city has two or three landmark either restaurants or things that you must see when you're there if you can tap into the truth and the reality of those places for them as an outsider but they roast stem a little bit, it's like with learning love. a language. They love it.
2: And you guys tapped into the Austin thing right away. You are like Austin. We got Grants. this. I know. We and so th- we did
0: it in Austin. So we had been doing this as kind of like a. a but bit if of New a Orleans has
2: kid. the Pelicans.
0: They don't have to be a WNBA team, because the Pelicans is pretty crane-like, nah, too. I, that is. The Pelicans <laughs> are pretty good. But are you really fearful of a Pelican? Never. I'm not fearful of a But a jazz. Pelican is re- – yeah, exactly. I'm not fearful of jazz. Unless it's really bad jazz. If it's <laughs> really experimental, I'm scared. If somebody puts it on, yeah.
2: I'm going to clear that. Well, are you talking like
0: weather report jazz? <laughs> yes, or are you talking about like Miles Davis jazz? Yeah. Like well, I can d- or some of Miles Davis – old Miles I'm Davis. I'm never it's getting scary. out of this elevator. No. <laughs> no. Jesus. So God. uh So anyway, so we went around and basically did this documentary, Ten Cities. Each city is a chapter. Each chapter is about 30 minutes and the plane lands on Thursday and you hear us like literally try and write materials. So it's like three documentaries in one. We went into it thinking, okay, first documentary is what's it like to be comedians at our level doing a year of stand-up. It's have cool. you ever wanted to go on the road with a comedian? So it's almost podcast like. Yeah. Yeah. A little so bit. Then yeah. The next documentary is what's it like to be in those cities right now? Like what's, how has weed laws, how have weed laws changed Denver for the good or for the bad? Has gay culture been priced out of San Francisco because of tech? It, what's Kansas City doing right now? I mean, so we sort of f- figure out what those cities are like and we really give an idea because most people don't travel to these places. And if we weren't comedians, we probably wouldn't travel there either to Kansas City, Tulsa, St. Louis. I mean, these are places that most people right. wouldn't go to.
2: In each episode is a new city? Each, each episode is a new city. city.
0: And then the last documentary is How Does a Joke? How does an idea turn into a funny thought, which turns into a joke, which then turns into a polished bit that we can do it on stage? And you get to see it kind of go through the whole thing. And so that fascinating and really fun. And then a fourth documentary emerged because the very first weekend we did was in San Diego the weekend after the election. Mm-hmm. So election happens on Tuesday. We are – liberal and we are upset and we're raw and it's thursday you guys are both wearing blue you you, you probably have a worn you haven't worn red since i mean mean, but 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 the truth of the matter is that like we went to the tulsas the houston's the st louis kansas city bloomington indiana i mean some were blue dots in red states some are red dots in red states some are you know purple we went to denver i mean we were in the suburbs of denver which is a little purple so we were all over the place, and so what? then what happened was the country got split in two this past year, which you know, and we had to go out in the belly of the beast. Yeah, when everyone else retreated to the bubbles that they were comfortable in yeah. because they said, I'm not going to so go. So it's kind of an amazing look at this year. Through con- through through two comedians' eyes who go throughout the country, so it's called Scars and Stripes. It's really cool. Again, if you're an Audible listener, I think you get a free title every month. Mm-hmm. Make this your free title. Rate it, review it. That always. Or if helps you're out. not, you can do a thirty-day like free trial and listen. To Look, it that it's way. the best zero dollars you'll ever that's spend. That's what we're saying. Well, what do you guys?
2: I mean, fine. do you find people? I mean, do you? I mean, obviously, you're augmenting your act to the city. Are you augmenting your act to the politics?
0: Well, that's a great question. That's so, a great question. so you know we. That is the balance, and that is the question as an artist. Do you want to be – because this is the beginning of every set that we would do. So do you want to turn half the crowd against you in like some of Mike, these cities? Like Mike, so when we landed in Indiana, mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, we landed after a four-hour flight, and then we sat on the ground for an hour. And we thought, oh, my God, we're going to be late for our show because our show's that night. In Bloomington, we still have to drive 45 minutes. to do research. To, 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 and do research and kind of yeah. do all that stuff. So we're sitting on the ground. We're like, why are we on the ground? We asked the stewardess to come over. What's happening? And they said, Mike Pence's plane is here. He landed, and now you have to wait. Are you kidding me? We were so mad. We were just mad. And then we're like, let's write a joke about it. Why is Mike Pence here? Why is this taking so long? I bet bet he found out that a plane tried to enter a hangar from the backside. And Mike doesn't like that. (laughs) So 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 he he went up into the control tower, tried to reprogram it so it would go in the front way the way God intended it. Now... We tell that joke in Indiana. We tell that joke in Bloomington, and the people in Bloomington—it's a very liberal. It's sort of yeah. like you know that interesting the the phenomena we found. We're like, how do people get to Bloomington from in, from other parts of Indiana? Absolutely, yeah. I like we're like I don't think you drive. Same here. with Austin. We're like yeah. I don't think in Bloomington. I don't think in Indiana. I don't think you drive and move to Bloomington. I think you just. Have an independent thought somewhere else, and then you get teleported to. There's like a <laughs> woman <laughs> in. recruited. Right. There's a woman in like Terre Haute, Indiana who's like, I'm thinking about getting my hair cut short. Boom. She's, Boom in she's in Bloomington. Like, she doesn't even realize guy's that. Yeah. like, do we need a car this big and Muncie and it? Boom. Because otherwise, it's the Walking Dead trying to get there. Right.
2: You know what I mean? Like, you're actually
0: going through the Walking Dead, and you it's like. Literally. While well, you drive through Martinsville, yeah. which is. You know, where the KKK started or like one of the founders of the KKK is there. And I mean, we talked to a guy who said, I I won't even drive through that town because I have a black car. And said, <laughs> we said black cars matter. Let's be honest. And that is our truth.
2: So what happens when you take that joke outside of Bloomington?
0: Some of it works. Some you know, we talk works. we talk about San Francisco, how we just talk about how expensive some cities are getting that people can't afford to live there. I mean, this is. True, like we were in San Francisco. You have to make one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year just to be homeless in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. on a lot of no, but it is one of those tech things. Stocks. And the tech life, and in you know, regular people are not able to. I was talking to a guy, my neighbor last night, who was an actor in. He was the bad guy in the original Dirty Harry. Wow. So he and he's a he was the I guess the dean of the. Um, of yeah, the acting school. acting school at usc the the graduate program, and he's about to retire, and we were just talking about New York and acting, and he said one of the things that he so feels so bad about for his students is that when he was their age and coming out of acting school and living in New York City, his rent was fifty dollars a month. Wow now he's like, i didn't have to get a job. I could just go do experimental theater all the time, and I could let myself all I wanted to do was grow as an artist. These people are going to be terrified and have to work so hard just to survive, just to eat. And he's like, that's a very sad development. And Randy and I saw that firsthand across this country. It's kind of crazy. And you see it kind of as you, all the cities that people want to live in right. Portland. People want to live in Portland. And so it's just And they like, started as art communities. Yeah. Like, wow. and,
2: and now you find that the art community is like, I'm, I'm hearing people are going to Detroit. Yeah, and Detroit's and Detroit amazing. Detroit feels like, I mean, when you hear about it, it's like RoboCop destroyed that town and it hasn't gotten back. I, mean, you, know I mean, you, like you We it. ate
0: at a restaurant in Detroit. Uh, yeah, there are some areas in Detroit that are like downtown downtown that are now super cool. Cork, because the Cork arts town.
2: move in and yeah. you can afford to, to experiment with your lifestyle. You and, talked about Houston before. Yeah,
0: There are people in Houston who are like, I'm not going to Austin. I'm staying in Houston. Sure. Beca- and we're going to make the art community here in Houston better. Or, because like in awesome. Tulsa, there was a, a very wealthy man. I wish I knew his name. I'm, I can't remember his name, I'm like a billionaire. he's He decided to donate all this money to the Brady Arts District, which is a bunch of warehouses, like second floor apartments and then downstairs ware, warehouses. Artists can live for free. All they're free. required to do is every third Friday of the month, there are these garage doors down below, and they open the garage doors, which is where their studios are, and they have to sell their art. And people from Tulsa do like an art walk. So this one oh, guy. Okay. This no, one, Okay, so of course the artists show up and then guess what shows up like six months later when they have a great coffee shop. Then what shows up two months later when they people start coming down to the art walk. Great restaurant. Mm-hmm. Great restaurant where people come even when the art walk isn't happening. Oh, Kane's Ballroom, this old uh, music venue that used to have these great, like the Sex Pistols played there. And what's his name? Punched his hand Sid vicious, and
2: they punched his hand through wall,
0: back. Yeah. And now that's where they have the comedy festival. And then the Woody Guthrie Center is right down the street. And this is all—all all this stuff is starting to grow down there. One guy, one guy said he didn't try to go through legislation. He didn't try to go through. He said, "I'm donating my money because I want to bring artists in because artists are usually the beginning of cool culture." And he was right. And that's—it was cool to see because I don't think we ever would have
2: gone. No, and that to sounds. Tulsa. And it always sounds like when we. Especially now that you're an artist, you're you're thinking, okay, how am I going to profit off of this? You know, yeah, because, how do I, how do I continue you, you doing get, it? You get several years into a career doing this, and you, there's always that idea that you that you have to do something for ten years or to get really good at it, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Beatles had to play all those shows yeah, and Hamburg, yeah, you get right. all that stuff, and then those are tough years. And some and a lot of people do not do it; they will wash out. Well, they don't survive, right? And then you've got these patrons popping up, like. Who are these people?
0: Yeah, but you're grateful for them. You're so make it possible. I mean, and, and and look, and what's and what I think we're learning. What's so interesting is that like you can be successful. Like Randy and I are. I consider we consider ourselves having success, and we're proud of what we've accomplished. But we still have to hustle like crazy. Sure, we still have three things that we're putting out there, and we need to do more so we can stay. Keep shield our kids from the crazy ups and downs. Once you have a family, you're like, I want, I don't want them Mm -hmm. to be like panic the way I'm panicking in my heart. Which, by the way, it's hard to go on the road when you have kids. You just don't want to be away from them. Sure, that makes its way into this documentary as well. The fact that like we're away, part of that is like you want to experience as much as you can because you're like, if I'm going to be away and I'm going to get phone calls from my wife that this is wrong and this is wrong and these these, they're fighting and this is going on, I definitely don't want to sit in a hotel room. Mm -hmm. I want to like be out experiencing the town. You, you know
2: ignoring the phone calls or no no, no. <laughs> but like <it's laughs> awesome. know, know, putting I mean, it on
0: mute I, while you're shoving like barbecue in your face sucks to, like s- to be you yeah oh i'm so can't sorry hear you through all this great barbecue. bathrooms flooding upstairs what? hey can we get more of the cobbler yeah. over here so i think right. our
2: yeah. son joined a gang well i mean look put a pin in it
0: that's right, right. put a pin <laughs> in, <laughs> in it to we'll get back that. to
2: it <laughs> so um let's talk about how it all started i mean i, I mean we haven't even talked about Uh, We got Hipster Ghosts starting on stars. Yep, that's this week. It's up right here. Mm -hmm. Uh, You guys have that documentary you went to festivals with, Poop Talk.
0: Poop Talk, which is another great thing that we did. It took, you know, like two years to do. It's a documentary about poop. We're like, this is – everybody does it. People don't talk about it. Why don't we talk about it? Let's gather our favorite – Funny friends to including like Rob Cordry and Eric Stone Street, Aisha Tyler, Jonah Ray, Jonah Ray Nick, Nick Swartz, Swartz, and I mean, great, funny, funny people ta- telling their stories, their horror stories. Kumail their, Nanjiani, Kumail, Pete, Pete Holmes, Holmes, their attitudes towards it. And it becomes, we're like, we don't want to make a basic movie. We want to yeah. make a movie that A, will make you laugh in the same way that the aristocrats make you laugh. But it's not so basic. It actually deals with a human thing of like, why is this – this is a difficult thing for people to talk about. Right. Let's it's get into it. It's very
2: aristocrats alike. like. Yeah. That's the
0: comparable on format. But this totally. one
2: seems like it's going at a taboo.
0: Right. Like, Cultural taboo. Bigger. Yeah. A little bit bigger, more universal. It's probably the most universal thing we've ever tackled. Right. And at first, we didn't – our friend brought it to us who directed it. He said, I want you guys to help me do this. Aaron Feldman, great director. And he's really good writer filmmaker, and he's like, I want to do this, and we were like,
1: I um, don't think
0: we can do this. This really doesn't fit with who we are and what we do. He's like, think about it, think about it over the weekend, and give me your answer on Monday. And he tell said, me. tell me the kind of movie you'd want to make on this subject, if if any. So,
2: Wait, what was his idea? second movie? one, like, the
0: history of poop. The history of poop. And he kind of he I'm had real. a little worked out, but he just wasn't sure what it was going to be. He's like, you know, poop's funny, right? And we're like, you know where? Yeah, that idea. It can be. You know where that idea came from? Where? On the toilet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. You know that happened. Though, of I mean, course. Right. That's <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> all great ideas come out of the toilet. That's where I answer. Come it, out. But he just left it with you guys. He left. He, no well, offense to him. He I mean, made us. But, he's like either flush it or keep it. Right. But he, yeah. And so we were like, I don't know. What kind of a movie could we make? We talked about it a lot. We talked about it a lot that weekend. And we came back to him. We said, all right, let's do a smart, real smart look at, hey, why is this something that people have a hard Like, time we to? won't shy away if someone has, like, a great story, and if it's scatological, fine. We're not going to shy away from it. We're going to actually open, go go there, but let's also try and get at the attitudes as to why we feel the way we feel mixed in with some Jay horrors. and I conducted the interviews, so, you know, we've been doing, like, thousands of episodes of podcasts. These are all people that we know. We sit down and talk to them the way we're sitting and talking mm-hmm. to you right now. It's so comfortable. And so that's what it felt like. It didn't feel like somebody who didn't know them asking them these questions. And when we asked them, hey, can we give like 15 minutes of your time, come over to the improv and shoot this with us? I'd say 99% of the people said yes. Right. Which is just awesome. And so it makes for a really solid movie with very funny people that just moves. In... No offense. No what,
2: what, was the, what was the thesis behind
0: it? Thesis was if we talk about this are we holding it in it's almost like a metaphoric of, right. a, of a bowel movement are sure. we if we're holding it in it's that holding in a bowel movement is terrible for you we know cuz we weren't public poopers and when we went to camp for the first sleepaway camp for the first time, I think I held in a poop for fourteen days. That's and I was still eating Jewish food at a Jewish camp. That's the worst it's thing you could do like, to I probably like, like did damage to my colon sure. that can never be repaired. It's like putting a western wall, a wailing wall at the yeah, edge of your colon. People were stuffing notes inside my small intestine saying, Please help my ancestors. So I was we I was it's a terrible thing. I'm like, why are we this way? Let's let's okay. We're holding it in. Maybe we should be more open with the way we talk about these things, and let's really talk about it. And let's try and represent every view. So you have people in there like Steve Agee, who was fantastic on Sarah Silverman's program, and he's just just a fantastic comedian, whatnot. Completely visibly uncomfortable talking about it. Oh he's yeah, visceral. It viscerally was visceral uncomfortable talking about it. Yet he's like, I will talk about it, and I'm like, a Jonah, Jonah Ray euphoric to talk euphoric. about. It. He's Loves like, it's it. called yeah, it's called number two because it's the second best thing you can do with your body. We're like, there you go. That's a great attitude. So every attitude's represented. And I think in the end, just by talking about it, you know, you got people with IBS, you got people who are dealing with Crohn's. Crohn's Yeah. That's a big deal. Screening. People are afraid to get screened because that's such a part of their body that they don't want to deal with. They're like, you know crapping is such a hard thing for them to do that they don't even want to mess with it. Well, if you get screened, then you might prevent yourself from getting colon cancer. So talking about it might be the first step towards doing this. Oh, and we also want to make a movie that just everybody can relate to because everybody poops. Yeah, it's like the children's
2: book. You guys made the documentary The adult version of the everybody (laughs) poops. Right, and anyone who
0: thinks that they have a horror story, watch this movie and you will hear the greatest horror stories surrounding it and you suddenly feel better about your own experience and you're like oh there's a there are a lot of people who feel the way i do or maybe i can slightly shift my approach to it and and then maybe it'll be better for me
2: everything you say opens up to a pun about yeah well like everything everything. um i I think a lot of it for me was responsible that cover of ghoulies too was what was responsible i was like i you know what that is going to bite your ass. That's yeah. it. You yeah. get a very effa- I know. And you
0: remember that box. Yeah. That's f- it's terrifying. The things we read, the things we see, the <laughs> things we say influence the way we believe about, you know, I'll after watching Poltergeist, I'll never think the same way about a clown. I mean, for the new generation, <laughs> Nobody it's did it, it. But for us, it was like the kid, the clown sitting there in Poltergeist. Yeah. That, I mean,
2: the, the, the braces? I remember hating mm. the idea of getting braces because
0: of Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. All of that, yeah, I and mean, I was like terrifying. Just, just, and so like we didn't those give up TV. No. No. <laughs> no, we didn't give up TV. You can wind never up in up it. Up you yeah. can wind up in the static TV. But, but it is one of those things where we're like, what if we pe- put a piece of media out there that does the opposite? That mm. just opens people up. Again, no pun intended, but just allows people to spread open wide and let out everything <laughs> All that's of inside their them. Fear and their. And
2: did you guys premiere it at South by?
0: No, it didn't no. premiere at South by. It premiered at the Long Island or the Lower East Side Film Festival oh, cool. in New York, which was really cool. And then it was comedy dynamics bought it mm-hmm. and it was Released preferred in, and, and preferred content and who made Jiro dreams of sushi. sushi. This so is they, what happens after, after you eat, you eat sushi. Yeah. And then you go it's a direct sequel. And so it's been out, it's available on iTunes and Amazon and it, Every time we see, and then it was in theaters for a week,
2: right? So I was like. Well, amazing. I remember you guys going on, Mar- like talking to Mark Marin about it, yeah, and having, yeah, I believe that was what, that was the subject uh, you guys showing it. Yeah,
0: talking. no, no, no. We talked to, uh, was like to Corolla. Oh, right. Yeah,
2: and um, and I I keep thinking to myself like because everybody has that hold up. I think mm-hmm. everybody does, and just thinking, um, why would I watch this documentary on?
0: Mm-hmm. but i but. think i think for mo- a lot of people it's it's actually wildly liberating sure and it's funny and it's super funny it's like wh- when's the last time you watched something that was 70 minutes long mean, it's really not long that that makes right. you laugh a solid 15 to 20 times
2: how did it change your perspectives
0: individually totally changed when i talk to people and talk to friends first of all we're talking to friends that we've had for 20 years 15 years 10 years and i'm learning stuff about them just by asking the question what are your poop habits i'm now learning stuff about my friends and their relationships with their spouses their fiancés and whatever in ways that i never ever did in every green room that we sat in with comedians and friends we don't ever talk about this stuff so i was like this is a new way to communicate with people and i now love them even more And then for me personally, I was like, it's not such a big deal. I had such a hang-up about, "Ah, I don't want to go out in public. I don't want to do that. But now I'm like, I've heard every crazy story. Can't get worse than what happened to my friend Nicole. Can't get worse than what happened to Kira Sultanovich. You can't get worse than what happened to Brad Williams. What's so bad? I'm fine. Yeah, To me, I would say I used to like literally hold it and look for a spot where I could go that was super private. And if it didn't have that, then I would just injure myself and like it was horrifying. Now if I have to go then I go and I'm like this is life I mean we'll get through this like this will be done in like a minute and I really need to just open myself up to it. I'm not going to say I'm like euphoric about it but i do think another interesting thing that was raised in it was what the hell happened to the bidet it kind of went the way of the electric car in the early 80s i'm like is there a strong toilet lobby that's squashing the the bidet because why are we why do we not have that like there are ever
2: have a presence in the u.s it never did like it feels like it stopped at the atlantic yeah, Why does that make I, sense? Yes. Why didn't they bring it over here? Do you think, think that the French, the Cana- French Canadians, would have done it?
0: Of course, like absolutely, they would. Have America done it. And, and literally have it. I hate to say this, but a trickle, trickle down, down effect down. into the United States. This, this entire it, Geekscape is uh,
2: to loop you in Ian mm-hmm. Kerner, who long time does the specials with me. We'll be talking about, obviously, Infinity War later this week. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm seeing um, it today with my son. Yeah, we'll, we'll be doing excited. the big Infinity War special. Yeah. yeah, Awesome. When I would record the show at Ian's condo, his guest bathroom had a squatty potty in it. It was the first time I – I mean, I'd heard the squatty Phenomenal. potty advertised on Stern and all this. like, the way you should do it. And he's such a proponent of it, it that is. he got a second – Where's guest bathroom. Aww, that's that's, so that's nice. someone who
0: cares about the and you know, you talk to anyone who has like an aftermarket bidet put in like the lid, the Japanese lid that warms the seat mm-hmm. and, and that a karaoke machine. It's like a karaoke machine like Adam Corolla does a hilarious bit about how it has a remote. He's like, like if ever you remote? don't need a rom- remote, it's when, when am you're i never going to be thing. on the toilet but then also need it to when am I be far <laughs> enough away that I need it was really funny. hilarious, but look, anyone who has that talks about it like it's as if it's better gospel. Better than their children. You know yeah. they love it more than their children. Oh, Ian worships this thing. It's, it's heaven, man. It's it's, ha- it's yeah. heaven on earth. Maybe we'll start the bidet. Uh, we'll take a day. So that a was that day bidet. day. So that was kind of the 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 sort of the impetus and and the direction. And if you were to boil it down to one phrase, it's like, should we be talking more about it?
2: We talk like we are. I mean, I'm talking about Western culture. We talk about this whole like we're so liberated. We helped create all this stuff. We can talk about anything.
0: Uh, and really, there are so many hangups. That was another fun thing to kind of try. Well, but also, we've gone like way past that in other areas. Like, like this White know, House correspondence dinner that just happened, like the which blowback, I love.
2: Yeah, and the blowback on it is the like blowback,
0: The blowback, the blowback, I was like, are you kidding me? Anyone who's blowing back against this is a conservative snowflake. You're telling me that you're supporting this administration and you think the that, shit that he said about shithole countries, the stuff that he said last about, being about being tweets, the Paralympics. Yeah, about the, the Paralympics. It's tough to watch. You're tough to watch, you giant sack of fucking ketchup. I mean, it is. And it's hilarious to me that like, oh, everyone's so mad about Sarah Huckabee. They're like, she was too mean to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Sarah Huckabee Sanders Demeans reporters every single day when she has the microphone and has power. So now she was sitting off to the side, and a and a young woman took a couple shots at her. What was the worst worst thing she said about her? She burns facts and turns into a wonderful smoky. eye, she gave her a compliment. That's number one. The you could argue the other thing she said about her is like what do you, what do you call a, a white to, what, woman? woman who's like an Uncle, Uncle Tom. Tom who disappoints other white women? Oh, Ann Coulter, fine, Aunt, hilarious, Aunt Coulter, Aunt Coulter. Great hilarious, joke. great joke, Aunt Coulter, hilarious joke, hilarious twist on Uncle Tom. As a woman, if she's allowed to express that she feels disappointed by Sarah Huckabee Sanders, they can't take it. No, everyone's outraged. How dare you? How dare you say anything like that? You know what? You want to blame someone? Blame the culture that this administration established through tweets and through speeches and through making fun of handicapped reporters. Blame or Normalizing that. that. Normalizing he,
2: that. He, he, imagine Clinton bangs a porn star. I mean,
0: uh, I'm sure he did. But I, <laughs> I mean, mean no, I'm didn't. sure that I happened.
2: Mean, we had the Kennedy.
0: <laughs> but look, but regardless of that, <laughs> regardless <laughs> of that, like you think about, and this is an amazing fact that I read, that uh, the only other person who didn't come to the correspondence dinner was 1981, Ronald Reagan. And he was recovering he was, from an assassination attempt. And right. this pussy or wussy or whatever you want to call him, Pussy's funny. He, he's the only, and I love that joke that she said, he's the he's only, the only pussy, pussy in America, America you can't, can't grab. grab uh, phenomenal joke. But like the the fact that he can't sit there for one night and take shots. And then what people forget is the other side of the Correspondence Center is that he then gets to get up and throw some shots back at other people. So what he's saying to us by not being there is number one. I can't take it when people insult me and go after me, even in a joking, comedic way. And number two, I don't have confidence in myself that I can get up and deliver the goods and put it back on other people. Right. That's, he's, he knows his own weaknesses, quote unquote. And he's so weak and he's such a weak bully that he can't show up two years running. Like, really? You're not going to show up at the one night that other people have a chance to kind of throw it around and get and roast you and have fun. And so, of course, she's going to roast the other people on the dais because he's not there. Yeah. You, I mean, you guys heard that that
2: story. At a, the idea is that when he was on the receiving end of Obama's roast, mm-hmm. yeah, at one of those correspondence yeah. dinners, that that's that when that he was when like, he decided, I'm gonna, "Yeah, I'm going to show this gonna guy show up. I'm going to show this
0: guy up and create a fake piece of information that he's not from here."
2: Right, and that's where he got the idea for yeah, the birth to run, and, all and all then shit. that and then to just, run, that was
0: the issue that caused him to then run. It's and just he's still running, on, he's still running on that same thing now. Yes, racism. Yes. I mean, it it's is racism. But it's also like you can't handle a roast, man. Like that. That's what a roasts are. By the oh, way, yeah. yeah. It's just you know what, and that's the truth of the matter. Is roasts are love mm-hmm. in many ways. We've been a part of the roast battle. We we celebrity judge the roast battle up at the comedy store all the time. When you roast somebody, there's a certain amount of love in it. Okay, and so when you can't, t- and we've gotten roasted, it's so like there is nothing better to get roasted by somebody because it feels so good. It means that they care about you enough to find out something about you to take a shot at. <laughs> like when when it's almost like and they can you
2: cross the line in these things? Yeah, Do you, oh, you can, believe cross, yes. can you cross the line, in, yes. but, but it's but painful. You, but, but like,
0: but to me when comedian, yeah. to me when a comedian steps into the ring and starts roasting people, it's almost like all PC bets and all their bets are off because this is a a PC-free zone. Like, the goal here is to try and say outrageous things and find the line. So there is, up at the comedy store, there was a young comedian who is in a wheelchair, okay, can can barely move and, and cannot, his, his speech is slurred True. in a way that's difficult, but he's a great joke writer, and he wins a lot of battles, and he... I remember one time seeing him win a battle and then seeing him lose a battle. and They're both significant. So he wins a battle and the entire – everybody picks him up out of the chair and like hoists like him up in the – like hoists him up in the air. So now and we're I parents. To, we're, and parents. I, we're parents. I have a 12, almost 13-year-old and almost 11-year-old. And I think about friends of mine, parents who have kids who have learning disabilities and whatnot – And the stuff that they go through and everything. If you had a child who is a disabled child, and you are raising that child and pouring your entire life in, you got to get a different car. You got to send him to a different Mm -hmm. school, and you say to yourself, "This kid is never going to have an experience of his own." You say, "That's it. My life is going to be taking care of this kid, and that's it." You give it up. You that's the life you are as a parent. I love this kid so much that's what I do. There's a moment. Could you ever have predicted that stand-up comedy would be the thing that would cause him to do something that he would win on his own? A room full of able-bodied people picking him up and hoisting him up. It was like a champ, like a coach on the shoulders. To me, that was amazing. The flip side is he got nailed by a hilarious joke. From somebody else who just roasted him. He said, I know you're going. The joke back to him is, I know you're going to hell because there's a stairway to heaven. That is an unbelievable <laughs> joke. And he, he laughed, laughed so, so hard. And, and he gave he, it up for the and guy. he lost. He yeah. lost the battle because that joke was so good. But he didn't care because he fought. And they treated him as, an equal. Treat right. him as an equal. They're like, they're like, you don't get to win every single time. You have to earn the win. So that made the time when he won that much of a Phew. bigger win. And, and so in that moment, you're like, God, you really stepped over the line and made that. Ju-. No, the guy mm-hmm. loved it. And the crowd loved it and he felt like I won some, I lost some, but I'm looked at as a similar – I'm looked at as a competitor.
2: Yeah, I'm part of this, which is huge because you separate yourself. In, in playing the that's off the table, that's not fair, taking my ball and go home, you lose an incredible amount of respect and you're not a part of it anymore. You're not even part of the discussion. So anything you say from there on, you get on Twitter and you and you whine, It it doesn't count absolutely nobody's respecting it on nearly the same absolutely level. right not even acknowledging it you've taken your ball you've gone home mm-hmm. you've given when you didn't like the rules anything. it was
0: like it's like when you're on in like a long car trip and you say to yourself okay everybody every car that's behind us is in the race right. well no there's any car that passes us they're out of the race well like that not that's not fair no. i guess you know what what happened in this past week our friend, I was really, we were close friends with Michelle McNamara, Patton Oswald's wife, mm-hmm. and, and and Patton as well. Um, so, you know, her untimely death was devastating to us. She was a good friend. And she'd put a, a, a lifetime of work and dedication into trying to catch this Golden State killer who was just apprehended, the guy, this past week. All right. So that guy and Bill Cosby getting convicted. All right? Within days. Within, Within days. days. Yeah. Two guys in their 70s who thought they were going to get away with it and did some terrible, horrible things, thought they were going to get away with it for so long. I was like, why does this make me feel so happy? Why am I so happy that these two guys – Because none, none of them directly affect your life. That no. guy wasn't doing – I it mean already. Cosby was someone we looked up to and sure. loved his comedy and were a fan but then had to come to grips with the fact that this guy – I can't like his comedy anymore because he was just such a monster and a terrible person to women. And this guy, I mean I'm reading about this Golden State killer guy, and it's like part of me wants to drive up to Sacramento and get in his face as he's going from the jail to the courtroom and just be like you're you're the one who's getting known now, bitch, and mm-hmm. just go into his fa like that's I literally have that there's a ten percent of chance of me I want to say to my family, I'm driving up to Sacramento right <laughs> now to do this you can fly."
2: Yeah, but, you know. The drive is where you're you're, you're going to make it worth it. Some zingers. You get (laughs) Get some some zingers
0: going. I'm going to stop at a little (laughs) roadside. I'll stop at pea soup. Anderson's, get some some pea soup on the way. Make a whole day of it. But the point is that it uh, is justice served (laughs) for people who have have gotten away with stuff for a long time, and it's justice served, which is something we need to see in other areas. But I guess these are guys of that age who got theirs,
2: and it makes you feel good. Um, on a jock side of it, seeing Russell Westbrook melt down last week kind of made me feel. Good. I mean,
0: that guy. <laughs> I didn't is, think he deserved that MVP
2: award last year, I and I mean, was like,
0: "Look, he put up historic numbers, but at he the did." Expense. It was fun. My son, so watching my,
2: him melt down was satisfying.
0: Yeah, I mean, my son was playing basketball on this, on the cul-de-sac with a new kid from the neighborhood, and and I was just listening to their conversation. My son was like, "What do you think of Russell Westbrook?" Your he, son asked him. Yeah, my son's wow. nine, and he's like, "He's good, he's good," and my son was like. Yeah, but he's not a team player. He's not a good team player. I'm like, how do you know that? That was like an unbelievable <laughs> comment. And he's like, that's why That's why the Thunder aren't going to win it all. And I was like, he's so right. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing that you he You can build that. up all the stats you want, and he's so right. He's like, Steph Curry, that's a team player. And I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ. Do you want to go on the inside the NBA yeah, on TNT to yet. my 9-year-old? Yeah, he, he, can, he can talk to Colin Cowherd. Cal- he was right, though. He, yeah. he probably could.
2: Cowherd is like slamming. Westbrook. West, every day he's got a new sketch yeah, about it. No, know, I mean, it's, I mean, watching James Harden and I, I can watch objectively my, the team that I love and have loved since I was a kid, the Houston Rockets, play against someone like James Harden and just be like, yeah, this is. I just know how this is going to go down. It's not even going to be close, and I'm okay well, that, with it because that, that Ricky guys Rubio. are a really great player. I mean, yeah. Ricky,
0: Ricky Rubio's man bun is itself a European disco.
2: You you uh, mispronounced Jesus
0: i'm sorry Jesus. jesus. <laughs> he's looking more like jesus every day he, the way he and, and steven adams hugged each other at the end of that series i yeah. thought they were just going to let their man buns touch <laughs> and then they would form into a giant really but they have man European bun and then they, like they have a hero. lot of lower hair that comes down beneath the man bun yes, so there's right. like two things going on with their man, buns man and bun and neck hair new
2: zealand grooming is like spaniard grooming i guess but just let it go man. Very, um Geekscape is to put it in context um Westbrook is basically the antithesis of all the values I try to engender with you in this show. It's like I created Geekscape to be an all-encompassing type conversation amongst people who, when I started it 12 years ago, we were the pooped upon of society. Mm -hmm. We were the people who were not cool, not fun. This stuff wasn't for us. And look, in 10 years, we I mean uh, 12 years, we've looked up and we have this – infinity war (laughs) (laughs) movie it's like we won you did one on so many levels we have babes at comic-con comic-con has turned into spring break for us it It is is. and And scantily clad people walk around it's gross you watch amazing uh, silicon Silicon Valley valley is
0: like literally tells the story of how close this you know i would say geekdom and and we're geeks too on so i'm we're geeks on so many levels for music for comedy, for sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be a geek for sports. Absolutely.
2: You have cosplay and you have LARPing. Yes. I, I mean, anybody who dresses in a jersey is cosplay, and anybody who actually shows up to a basketball court in a Kobe jersey is LARPing here's with, my with fa- no shirt on underneath. So here's my favorite with thing: no, is no guys, shirt underneath. Guys
0: who show up to, like, Clippers games with jeans and no undershirt under and wearing a jersey. Like they think if everybody gets injured on the bench, the coach Doc Rivers is going to turn around and be like, "Hey, get that guy who only <laughs> works out his upper body. Get him down here. We need him. Maybe he can be a power forward." Like people thinking they're going to get in the game. That is yep. straight it up is l- cosplay. Straight I have not even closest. thought of that. But, but it's absolutely cosplay. It's absolutely. Playing
2: costly. in like going to the courts on weekends, you're playing, you're wearing larping. that shit straight, straight up live action role play. Straight playing. larping. It and, and, and then you're you're geeking out over stats. Like you yeah. tell him I mean, you don't
0: roll for stats in D&D. We do it. It is It is so similar, and there is a certain version. And there. I mean, this- there. I can't tell you how many times Randy and I will be like, how many hits did Willie McGee have? And then all of a sudden we're in this rabbit hole of like, he had 2,500 and he never got to 3,000. How many hits did? And then all of a sudden we're in a baseballreference.com. So like, here are all wormhole. the people that have like had... You're, they're four hundred hits away from three thousand hits. That to us is fascinating.
2: And you do the you do the verses. You do the who would win in a fight? Superman or the Hulk? Is the same equivalent? LeBron of, Jordan who, who of LeBron Jordan and Jordan, in Jordan today's game. It's never going to happen. What's going to happen? That's never.
0: it. It's all conjecture. Tiger Woods versus Jack Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Like we want to know. We but it, we were fans of like I always love the th- I always love the thing. I always love loved the thing in the, in the Fantastic Four.
2: The most maligned franchise right now. To me, now, the you know. thing
0: was like an old Jewish, Jewish man yeah. who was like an old apartment building. You know what I mean? He like, stuff didn't work on him and like he needed some upgrades. He needed like his foundation was fucked Lo- up. Loved his Aunt
2: Petunia. Yeah. yeah. He, loves
0: <laughs> <his> <laughs> <laughs> he loves his old neighborhood. <laughs> right. He's you all know, about his neighborhood. His roots. He loves
2: Yancey Street. Like, right. That's where he's, he's he a pre war He's a pre
0: war building. building that needs to be updated. And upgraded. <laughs> you got Johnny Storm being like, Get with him. He's throwing fireballs at his head. You know what? We watched the cartoon we watched all the time as kids, and I just loved it for the voices, the artwork, and everything. Was Johnny Quest? Johnny Quest to us always had the most kick-ass like robots and spiders and giant things that would. And it just and also kids. Also like Getting in real, real danger Johnny and Haji Like okay So interracial we Is really kind of cool
2: We can be friends it, I don't know why We're hanging out With these old dudes but yeah, yeah, like, so There's a can lot of old dudes around, old Dudes Hanging around
0: Race Bannon <laughs> and, yeah. and they're
2: all And like His every, name is Race Bannon, Race Bannon. I think, But I mean that sounds like Somebody on Trump's cabinet Like yeah, Race, Race Bannon. Bannon A lot
0: of scientists Bannon, right. Who were like Who worked out a lot Like anytime Like anytime, I'm like, like I don't How's know a scientist So buff You look like Doc
2: Savage And you're a scientist You're like You should
0: be shaped Like a pear You should not be shaped like that. Yet there's a Frenchie. Yeah, that yeah, was a, like a little dog, a yeah. little yeah. Bandit. running around. Bandit, little bandit. <laughs> I like, bandit. I love bandit. Bandit. You know,
2: let's go underwater. <laughs> <laughs> should we stop to depressurize?
0: No, no. no. Let's, go let's go eighty thousand <laughs> <000 laughs> leagues we're only under going the sea. A thousand feet down, <laughs> my ears should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about the do- the dog is popping? It's just <laughs> literally exploding, like, that. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like a pinata. Should the but... dog be bleeding from his ears? <laughs> just... I don't know. Bandit, bandit, you good boy? Good. Bandit's good.
2: <laughs> I mean, you can always blame things on the scientists. you' yeah. be like, oh, they figured it out. They, they, know. The they de- swall swall it
0: depressurized the chamber. It's all good. You don't
2: watch the cartoons where they're getting nosebleeds and figuring it out. Those no. are those are like other – You don't car- want
0: logistics. You just want to know that, hey, this, this, fort- got down this the fortress north. is under the sea.
2: I think all those H- Hanna-Barbera cartoons were incredible.
0: So amazing. The like, artwork the, just the is incredible. The Herculoids? Oh, my you God.
2: You have a triceratops shooting, like, rocks out of its floor. Was, I know. Was what G-Force
0: – a hanna-barbera cartoon like Gatchaman
2: was i think Gatchaman was was what was uh more like a japanese acquisition but i love g4, g4 you mentioned
0: godzilla the movie yeah. godzilla and godzuki godzuki mm-hmm. who was bringing that comedy that sort of like okay. comedic so relief I was, so i so i was watching because we never watch commercials anymore again right. most kids Skip like screen so i was watching because my youngest daughter is into like competitive gymnastics she like just did the regional tournament in she perform- Utah. I mean, she, she's, she competes. Yeah, she's amazing. So we're watching the college championships of gymnastics, which is a live sport event, so that means we have to stay through the commercial break. And we saw a commercial for this... Item that is for if you have bad feet, it's like this little mat, rubber mat that you lay down that has like little points on it that you sit, you stand on it, and it's supposed to like relieve pressure, pressure points, sure. to relieve it. And it was called Futzuki, which to me, I was like, that should be the greatest Japanese monster character that's never been invented. It's just a giant foot that steps on like Okinawa or like just the Footzuki battles Godzilla and Futzuki.
2: And how could Godzuki not have been the like spokesperson
0: for that for brand Fanzuki. because he
2: literally, as he gets bigger, stomps on things like his yes. whole, his whole thing is to stomp so on things So
0: everybody was talking about, Oh, this is really great. And this is really, they're talking to the camera about how this has really helped out my bunions and this helped out this. And then an old guy, about 75 years old turns off camera. This is his testimonial. And he's like, Debbie, th- I, this is fantastic. I think I'm going to steal one of these when they're not looking. And I thought, and so I started doing this bit with my 10 year old, Where I was like, what if he has like a – says something really personal to Debbie (laughs) and then says something nice about, hey, Debbie, I need you to stop breathing so loud when you're eating. I love this (laughs) futzuki. Hey, Debbie, why do we always have to go to vacation where you want to go instead of where I want to go? This futzuki is doing wonders (laughs) for my underfoot, (laughs) just like him. So we started doing that bit, and I was like, God, I love love it. He just seems so comfortable making a commercial. Hey, Debbie, when we sleep in the bed, we don't touch each other during the night. I love (laughs) Love this this futzuki. (laughs) (laughs) It's fantastic.
2: So um, what else was was like some of the geek stuff that you guys grew up with? I think you're earning some cred with the audience. Yeah, no, I mean we –
0: first of all, Car- and did you
2: guys get competitive? Was there something that like, was like, like my older brother, it was Transformers for him. Mm-hmm. And I had Ninja Turtles. My younger brother had. We kind of loved G. this Joe, $6 like, million dollar man. Sure. Loved it.
0: That was kind of our years. $6 million man, uh bionic man, bionic woman. Uh, there was an episode of the bionic woman that I saw that was so funny to me. So she, I, about the bionic woman was that it was at a time. She would do these incredible feats of strength, but had to like make blink, it look like, it else look like somebody it. else did it. Like that always bothered yeah, me. She had like to cover up. She like, Opened this like 80,000 ton barn door and then, like, and knocked out these two dudes and they're laying in the hay. And the, she has to be like, they opened it. You know what I mean? Like, she couldn't do that. One time I saw an episode where they were at an outdoor barbecue and she used her, no, 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 like the fast power mm-hmm. to make hamburgers really fast. I'm like, come on. Come on. Can't don't. Don't no 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 domestic thing. Like for Christ's sake, yeah. Uh, but we yeah you can't make them cook any faster no. by laying no, no, them And no, no, then no, 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 no. she made them really fast. We we're like, wow, these hamburgers were really, made really fast. So like, oh come on, she did it bionically. But uh, we we loved we loved that stuff, and we were like Kit, you know, night yeah. Rider, and that's a lot of Hulk. live Incredible We Hulk. love the Incredible Hulk. So, so the so, incre- f- so on Friday nights, we would go to our grandmother's house for uh, Jewish Shabbat dinner, and after dinner, the parents would hang around they'd let us watch some TV we would watch Dukes of Hazard and, Incredible Hulk. and Incredible Hulk Dukes of Hazard was light and crazy and, and races. little racist and, and then, then, they weren't but like they weren't but the car they drove around when it was a general I it. <laughs> remember it. who done this to you <laughs> the, the general <laughs> Lee. shall yeah. shall um, rise again got our foot on a black man yeah I remember all those black characters those great black characters in uh, oh no there weren't any. there weren't no. Any. No. Yeah, although boss hog talked black I
2: figure if a car is running around your neighborhood with the general Lee on it you're moving out of town you're going to like if yeah. the Grand Old
0: Opry said we should have a sitcom, no. so uh <laughs> so then we'd watch The Incredible Hulk, and that for us was like we went to the when we were five, we went to Universal Studios. Okay, were we five or like seven? S- was uh, it a family trip. I think guys, seven. A family trip from St. Louis. West, yeah, yeah, grew up in St. Louis and flew out here and went to Universal Studios. I and think we like, were set. When did Animal House come out? Eighty, 80, or, 80. or eighty-one? Yeah. eighty or eighty-one. So we might have been like seven or eight because, or maybe nine, because it had just come out. And we were walking around Universal Studios. We did the studio tour. And our dad saw Jamie guy, Widows. Jamie Widows, who we now know. Who, who later became director, a director. Phenomenal like TV director. Who played the president played of... Played Hoover. Hoover, the president of the fraternity. And saw him walking around. And, and our dad kind of looked like Flounder. He was like That's a hilarious. Flounder type guy. We had a fat dad who we loved so much. And he's sadly no longer with us. But just a beautiful person. And uh, he was kind of Flounder-esque. He was funny and silly and uh, he was kind of Belushi. He was like Belushi-Flounder Flounder combo. And it just because he was nice, he didn't have like, like Belushi had this like darkness and this like push into sure. the comedy and pushing the edges. Our dad was more, f- he wasn't clueless like Flounder, but, but he was funnier. Yeah. He kind of mixed the combined the two, and so we got a picture of the two of them. And I remember we watched this whole thing with the Incredible. We're watching like a thing happen. How they do it? And no, we're just watching oh. just a, a another demonstration. All of a sudden, at the very end, the Incredible Hulk broke through a brick wall and like just crashed through. He like broke through a brick wall. This like super ripped guy was yeah. all green, and and we we freaked out. And then we went and did the Bionic. We we did like a there was like a Bionic Man thing where we were running on this thing and they shot us. There was like a camera shooting us as we're running and then we're up on the big screen and, and it's, it's like, like going so fast. Yeah. yeah. The effect on it was going so fast. That my, was beautiful. Uh,
2: it's a, I'm a, not, I'm only a little bit younger than you, but okay. the, the equivalent was a, that my brother and I went to was, Honey, I shrunk the kids oh, yeah. at Walt like Walt Disney World. So they shrink you down. And that you're hanging onto a bee for that's, that's like <laughs> the bee is flying around the screen. Yes, and you're and I'm trying it. to grab my brother's hand while hanging onto the wing or something like it that. It was
0: simulation stuff that, that we that we totally. So we were like Movie Into the magic, smoke and mirrors. We loved all that stuff. And then we were also like super into baseball cards, uh, which was a very nerdy pursuit and super exciting and fun. And uh and then we were super into comedy. like – we were into comedy at a time where no one was into comedy. This is like, I mean, very few people. Like in the early to mid '80s, when Rodney Dangerfield was having his young comedian specials. Mm-hmm. Saw, I mean, I can we can remember and probably recite word for word. Seinfeld said on that. Kinnison said on that. Dice was unbelievable on that. Who, Robert Townsend? Robert Townsend. Wow. Unbelievable. Uh, Bob Nelson. Yeah. Like, incredible like performances. And these we are, would memorize it and then go do it out for people. You know, just we were not, we're you kids. know, we're kids. and yeah. yeah. Like our parents would come over, our parents' friends would come over to play bridge and they were all like smart, funny people and they'd be like, what's going on? And we'd just launch into a Seinfeld bit. And we would get laughs and we're like, hmm, that's interesting. That's, well, of <laughs> course it feels good. I yes. it. Well, it this felt, is some it felt new good. kind felt of love. Because we, we always, we we always, always got, wanted to be funny. We got love and we got attention but this was like new level and of course it worked because it's hilarious bits and we were like, hmm, this is really interesting. No one knew it. I mean, recently, we two years ago at the, uh at, in Austin at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival, yeah. we got to finally meet um, Barry Crimmins, who unfortunately passed away this past year, um, who was an unbelievable stand up, like an incredible stand up through the years. He kind of he got super political and took his stand up down to like Nicaragua and was like hey. doing speeches, and he was a freedom fighter. He you know, fought against the Catholic Church because he was abused as a child. There's an amazing documentary that uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite made about him called "Call Me Lucky." He
2: makes some amazing movies. He makes I some amazing Lucky. movies.
0: Love him. love him, and we've worked with him. He directed us on "Those Who Can't," that show on uh, on True, True TV. TV. He's just a great director and a friend. We've worked with him. We opened for him at Caroline's in New York in the late '90s. We featured for him. We've just been a fan of his forever. But uh, but Barry Crimmins was a guy who had a joke way back in the eighties, and this was a joke that was on a stand-up special that we saw. It is a very simple joke, but it was one of those jokes that we knew and we loved. And we actually attributed it to another guy from the Boston scene, Kenny Rogerson, and it wasn't him. It was Barry Crimmins. The joke was I got arrested for trying to smuggle books into Kentucky. Great All right, job. that's a great joke great right there. Then he's like, I got off on a technicality, no one could actually prove that they were books. All right. So he <laughs> double nails Kentucky. It's great. And it's a brilliant joke. And that was one of those jokes that we told people were like, this is why comedy's great. You see how see this joke, it starts this way and it goes this way. Like we studied it and we like analyzed it and broke it down and we were such big fans of it. And no one else that we knew shared that level of mm-hmm. appreciation of it. It wasn't like cool to be a comedy nerd back in the mid eighties. It just wasn't. People knew comedy and they appreciated it. And there was a comedy boom that happened into the late eighties into the early nineties. But for us, we were just like obsessed with it. And that felt like a very Geeky but very cool pursuit for us because it like Kevin Meany, all of Kevin Meany, May he rest in peace, all of Kevin Meany's act was something that we just like we memorized his act and then he came to St. Louis to do shows at Catch a Rising Star and we sat in the front row and, and basically doing his act, basically doing like his yeah. act yeah. to him, which probably threw him off. But I, but it was <laughs> buddy, and then we met him afterwards and it was like a dream. And then we got to know him later uh, in our lives when we had become comedians and just loved him and. Yeah.
2: The act was always two, two you of you together. Yeah, because and,
0: we didn't even – like in high school, the first time we stepped on stage. Freshman in high school, 14 years old, and we're now 46. So sure. two, two years ago was the first time we stepped on a stage. And they – I just remember getting on stage. We're like, yeah, we love comedy. This is how we're going to do it. It was never even a question. Well, should I just go on and then you go on? We were mm-hmm. like, no, we both love it. Let's both do it. There was never even, it was sort of like, that's the only
2: way. This is how we work. Yeah, this is the only
0: way we do it is that we both get on stage. And it took us years and years and years to ultimately figure out what would be the best format of delivering the material that we come up with. And, you know, I would say we're still evolving. But it is, we definitely have gotten into and figured out, okay, this is what we need to do. This is how we set it apart. Because you're like, you want to be original, you want to do bits that only we could do.
2: Yeah. No, I think it separating would have killed it. I mean, not kill it, but, it, I mean, you make the mountain that much steeper, right? Right. And, uh, I mean, you can, you have to split the money. I'm sorry about that. that's the the that sucks. We just
0: have to get so big that it doesn't matter. Or the flip side of it is you, you know. Take you, less money and you enjoy you it. You do it for the love of the art of it, and we do. And, you know, that's part of the reason why we go on the road is so that we can have a new hour of material every two years like the one that's going to be on mm-hmm. stars, And, like, that's something we worked really hard for two years To get to, and we shot it last February in Lincoln Hall in Chicago, and it was great. And they sold it to CISO, which was an unbelievable platform. And then CISO folds. We're supposed to come out in September, and CISO folds. We can't control that. That has nothing to do with us. Like that literally is about. Like we did what we needed to do. We came up with the hour. We showed the hour. They sold the hour. You know, Audible folks. Audible shot it. You know, rooftop comedy. It was great. We're so proud of the special. We have. Uh, Michaela Watkins and, and John Ennis from Mr. Show—they wow. do a the little sketch that, that runs, runs throughout the, the whole that thing. we wrote and we directed along with Stephen Fine Arts, and it was really great. And we're so proud of it. And then all of a sudden, it just doesn't—it's not going to come out, and we get panicked and we get sad. And every you know month that passes, we're like, well, this is older material sure, now, and sure. we just come out. And then when it found a home at Stars, we got very excited because we're like, it's going to see the light of day, and that's that's why we do it. That's and then when they said they're going to air it on Stars. On the proper network, sure. we were ecstatic.
2: Did you have to punch it up at all? Did you have to do anything to? No, no we didn't
0: of... touch it because you know our attitude was like, yes, there's a little bit of Trump stuff, and yes, there's a little bit of stuff about the Cubs because we're in Chicago and the Cubs had just won the World Series like a few months before. So that we're like, that's historic.
2: Yeah, yeah and, when it, you go, it, like nobody's gonna remember when it was released; they're just gonna remember that they have this thing. Like right. you, you go back to all those great. Comedy specials, and you don't care. Yeah, don't we don't care do a ton what of topical stuff. We don't do sure. a ton of
0: topical stuff, and I mean, we fortunately for us, like we didn't do like, you know we have a bit about the Kardashians and none of them died in a horrific wreck between now and then. And they just, there are train wrecks to so watch on TV still still game. Still yeah. still still fair you know game. all that stuff. Like, so we lucked out and there's some stuff in there that makes going sense. Good yes.
2: You got 48 hours for them not Please, to alive. Dear
0: God. Um, We're but, recording on Monday. Geeks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, but it is like something that we look back on it. I haven't seen it in a while and I rewatched part of it and I love it. I'm really proud of it. It's, it's something that we feel great about. So you know that's why we go on the road, and that's why we do it, and that's why you become an artist. That's you know when we we didn't realize it when we were geek geeking out about stand up and at 14 years old in the mid 80s, you know we didn't even think it was possible to do this. That was our dream was to get a five minute spot on TV. Sure, that was the we that was the end game. We didn't realize what would come after that. We were just like you know it's I we just watched if you haven't watched the uh, Gary Shanling documentary all four hours of it that judd did a phenomenal job on um i'm like i want to see you make 20 more documentaries judd apatow yeah, But
2: it just that's all love that's it's, just complete hero worshiping like love it was amazing but i
0: even liked i'm so glad they put a camera on him so you could mm-hmm. see him yeah. asking the questions that was super smart just great but like there was a point where gary's you know talked about his very first tonight show set and he comes off stage and he falls into Bob Saget's arms and he's like, I don't know what to do with myself now. Cause that was all I had ever planned to do. Mm-hmm. And Bob was, you know, great. He's like, he'll do it again, <laughs> you know, and that's, and he was right. And that's exactly what it was for us. You know, we just dreamed it. So we have to remind ourselves every once in a while when, you know, we talk about this all the time. We've talked about this on our podcast and other podcasts before. If you imagine yourself in this, in whatever universe you're in on a ladder, okay, and you're like, we spend 23 and a half hours a day looking up the ladder at everyone above us and going, why don't I want to be doing that? And I wish we could be doing that. And that's what you basically spend your time doing. What you forget to do every once in a while, you shouldn't do it all the time, is look down the ladder, see how many rungs you've come up. And then look at a line of people who are waiting to get on the goddamn ladder. There's a line of people who are not. You cannot
2: be creative while being competitive. No, so like, no. I, I feel like you're, you're ch- well, watching somebody else's homework while trying to answer your own questions, and you can't do it. it. You can't do it, and you can't help but do it sometimes. I, it's it's a hard thing. But like, you stall we're out. We're human. We're, yeah, you
0: are, you're human, but like every once in a while, you give yourself that reality check. Look down, see how far you've come, see Guess what you've GeekScape. done. on Geekscape. Guess on Geekscape. <laughs> Guess that's on when GeekScape. we were 14. Is, that's what this we, is we hoped. The bottom. Is. We've, so we predicted the podcast. Every now and then, you
2: gotta you gotta feel the hurt a little. Bit. <laughs> no, this is great. This is fun. <laughs> we're so happy to be here. Guys, uh, Geekscape is. Uh, Randy and Jason have been awesome, um, but they they're busy. And they've got a huge day right now. We <laughs> do. Um, this special is on stars. If you guys have the app, you've already pirated it. No. Um, if you guys have nah. the app, you've it's already no pirating. If you have the app, if, if do you guys it. have the yeah. app, you go, you're good to go. Um, but if you don't have the app, but you still have the channel, um, and I say still, it's. I keep thinking about that Ash versus
0: the Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You still have the channel. You still, if it's still keep on your cable, channel. and you have any, if you have stars haven't is had doing time, great. yeah, yeah it's time to get rid of it. I will say this: Stars picked up four series from use from from. CISO, all of them are series that I watched and I love. The UCB comedy series, which is unbelievable and hilarious. Sketch comedy. Uh, Take My Wife, which is uh, Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher. Hilarious. Uh, Night Train. Wyatt Senac, which is a stand-up show out of New York. Mm-hmm. And Our Thing. I believe those are the four that they picked up. Maybe more, but like they're committing. They're like doubling down on good comedy, so it's worth checking That's out. That's huge. Well, it yes. is cool. It's I'm great. psyched for them. That's huge. Well, oh. Our first thought was like, wait, not Black Stars?
2: Why not? <laughs> and I, just feel like, I feel like Stars is, is really making a commitment. I mean, if you Geekscapist are in genre and entertainment, like they have pirate shows. They have all yeah, sorts of stuff. Like Stars is, Stars is like the unspoken Netflix and AMC and all that stuff. Like everybody credits them with genre entertainment. I think Stars is making stuff that's right up there. I loved Ash vs. the Evil Dead so um, and all that. So Geekscape watch the special, Hipster Ghosts. Um, it's up right now. And then, of course, if you guys have iTunes or any VOD, I'm sure you can find Poop Talk.
0: Poop Talk is on VOD, Amazon, iTunes, all that stuff. Super fun. Like, 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 get angry. over it. Get friends together, yeah. and you will all laugh together as you it's watch it. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, and if you are into audio docs and you, and you love stand-up comedy and you, like, you want to go on the road with comedians for a year in one of the craziest years in the history of America, check out Sklars and Stripes. on Audible. That
2: sounds fascinating. Um, where can we find you guys online?
0: We are at Sklar Brothers on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. We are at Sklar Brothers, and we have a website called Supersklars.com, which has all of our live dates because we're doing a bunch of live dates, live podcasts and live stand-up shows and stuff, Supersklars.com.
2: I think because you guys are saying Supersklars, um, if they ever do make a really quality, we should be. fantastic four movie. you, you guys should be the Superskroll. I would love to you do guys it. Should do the, you guys should do the mocap. Let's do uh, it. Voices. Yes. Oh,
0: God. Like
2: yes. Super oh, Sklar super to Super sc- scroll. scroll. Super Scroll. Super I'm just saying. Let's do uh, it. I'm in. <laughs> i like 100%. had to change a little bit of the spelling and you guys are there. We're there.
0: Super Klar Super Scrolls. <laughs> 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 <dot com. laughs>
2: Geekscape is uh you know who we are. We're Geekscape and thank you guys for listening for all these years and you can find us easy. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, join one of our groups. And uh, if you enjoyed the show, tell your friends about us. We have – I don't know. Somebody challenged me the other day. I was talking to a producer about something to do, Geekscape produced, but outside of the realm of this podcast. Uh, as you know, we've done movies and we've done things and yet this might be another thing. Uh, and, and, and she asked me, like, Geekscape, what's the through line? <laughs> what's the through line? And as you know, over the last month, we've had Andrew W.K. on the show. We've Amazing. had these Love boys. It. We've had – Actors and directors and producers, the through line is we are celebrating storytelling and we're excited about it and we want to share it with people, we want to share it with you. So do us a solid and share it with your friends. I mean, the through line is we're all in this together and we're all just having fun. So please, uh, if you're enjoying Geekscape, let your friends know about us, throw a little review up there on the iTunes or however you listen to your podcasts, and of course,
0: Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe!
2: Thank you guys so much for being on the show. And you guys, are you guys still doing your podcast as well? Yeah, we still do. Uh, dumb Scarborough,
0: Scar- we actually it's changed now it's to changed. View, view from the Cheap Seats. It's a sports That's comedy okay. podcast. Which again, if you are a sports fan, you will love this. This is a way. I mean, I, I compared the we compared the. Uh, have we done this yet? About uh. the, no, we're about to do that this week about the uh, the draft. The Cleveland Browns are like Jennifer Aniston. Like we. Everybody's watching to see, like, and hoping that she's going to pick the right guy. But of course, you're like, "How is she going to f- fuck this up and pick the wrong guy?" And like, <laughs> and that, she does it every year. She Does it every, every year. year? And we're like, ah. oh. "She can pick anyone she wants." And, and you're like literally like, "She's never going to have a baby. They're never going to win, win the championships." Championship. And so, that's I mean, just a fact. We all have to come to peace. So with. we like to take sports and put it into that those terms. <laughs> so even if you're not a sports fan, you will understand that on every level. Is and that, that an Airwolf? That's no, actually, it's on uh, Starburns. Star Starburns. There
2: are neighbors at Comic Con. Oh, oh I, love I love those guys. Rick so, and Morty and, 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 and all, all those great shows. So and Come visit us at our Comic Con booth. So Starburns, Starburns is, is right next to right story, is and then right we do
0: we do a podcast called Dumb People Town, which is us just making fun of because we believe the world's getting dumber. It's just us. Like, what, what's our only recourse to fight back? So it's. Stupid stories get sent to us by our like. It's real like stories. it's like a non murdering true crime podcast with uh just people doing stupid things, and mm-hmm. us and a guest come up with. Uh, <laughs> and <explanations>. our co host <laughs> Dan Van Kirk, we try and understand what were the ten decisions that led to the guy yes. driving naked on an ATV the wrong way down a highway.
2: There's a lot of stuff that, that I mean that's almost science. That you're is, just breaking things down to a formula it's of stupidity. Very, and then it becomes
0: a lot of improv as to like who that guy's spouse is and what was that discussion leading into. It's it. Painting it all the picture, you guys yeah. are doing the lord's work we're trying trying debbie i just need you to close your eyes every time we have sex i love this (laughs) (laughs) foot geeks game is uh
2: you'll hear from us next time peace